I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. fellow mourners of diet culture. It is I, Emily Lubin. I'm the Grim Reaper and the host of this show. Welcome to RIP Diets. We have a phenomenal episode coming up for you guys. I'm so happy to have you all here and I'm going to start off this episode. We're going to get right into it. I'm starting off with a listener DM that I received last week. I took last Monday off for Memorial Day, you know, so I could memorialize things. And I am feeling so well rested and I've been ruminating on this question. So I can't wait to share it with you guys. And this listener says, I went to a bachelorette party over the weekend and I'm really close with the bride and one other girl on the trip. But the bride has this other friend, let's call her Sheila, who I do not get along with and never have. Among many things I can't stand about Sheila including pressuring people to binge drink, supporting Trump, fucked up racist comments, etc. Whew, that's a lengthy list. One of the worst parts is how she is so entrenched in diet culture. All weekend, Sheila made comments about how fat and gross she is. She's definitely straight-sized, by the way. How she needs to get liposuction. She uses anorexic as a compliment for someone who looks good. Hates the body positive movement and the list goes on. I'm so shocked that these things are still considered socially acceptable. I've been on a journey of intuitive eating and enlightenment to the extent of the damaging impact of diet culture. I would say I once had a moderate degree of disordered eating and a lot of guilt for indulging in delicious foods. I've spent a lot of time unlearning these unhealthy behaviors and thought patterns and feel more confident around food and eating than ever. Oh, congrats, girl. Obviously, I'm not writing to ask how to have a healthy relationship with Sheila, but more so how to handle it when I'm forced into a situation with the Sheilas of the world, like for a bachelorette weekend for a close friend. I cringe to admit that on several instances this weekend, I joined the group in awkwardly laughing at her comments and then moving on to another topic, but I'm not proud of it. I fantasize about standing up to her, but when I mentioned one thing about intuitive eating, she just told me that would never work. There's no way I would get through to her, and standing up to her would probably create an uncomfy situation for the group. Being the passive introvert that I am, my instinct is to only have wholesome and down-to-earth friends. But being forced to socialize with Sheila this weekend really saddened me and made me realize how incredibly rampant diet culture is. Do you have any tips for handling this type of situation? I felt like Sheila's atrocious commentary and fat phobia are extreme, but is this normal among a lot of young adult women? I'm going to have to see Sheila again at my friend's wedding in June, and I feel the anxiety building up already. Anyways, thanks for the content you put out. You're doing great things. Well, thank you, and thank you for writing in. This is a totally relatable situation. I am 30 years old, and in the past couple of years, I have had some friends start to get married, and also my boyfriend has friends who are starting to get married, and you find yourself 
in these situations where you have to socialize with people that honestly you would never socialize with in any other scenario. And that can be hard. That's definitely hard for me. I struggle with social anxiety. I have been to therapy for it because it got so bad that I found it difficult to live with people. I found it difficult when I would run into people that I knew if I wasn't expecting it. And I found it so, so difficult in these social situations with friends of friends or just people that you don't see that often that you kind of know, but either you guys don't really vibe or you don't get along or there's just some uncomfortable feelings between you. Those situations would freak me the fuck out. And it would also make me really uncomfortable to be around people when I knew that diet culture would come up or be a part of the conversation. This is something that I am still working on. So I'm going to try to give you the best advice that I can, but just know that you are not alone in this. This is a struggle for everybody. And being at these events and having to socialize with people who have such vastly different worldviews than you, that's hard for everybody. And it's something that we all just need to grin and bear it, especially for a friend's wedding when, you know, it's their special day or whatever. And you need to put all your feelings aside for that person and not create any tension. I would say In this particular situation with Sheila, and by the way, love the name Sheila as a alias, love the choice of name. I don't know. I just really like it because I feel like I know that um, anybody who's listening in Australia, I know Sheila is kind of like a generic term for a lady, but I think Sheila is a great name for the diet culture vultures of the world, and I will be using that henceforth. Sorry you didn't trademark it. But um, in this particular situation with Sheila, I would say her fat phobic comments are completely unacceptable, particularly her saying you look anorexic as a compliment. That is not okay. And I think if you hear her say that to somebody, it is completely within your right to either make a joke out of it, say like, oh, anorexic, I didn't realize that was a compliment nowadays. And if that doesn't get through, you know, even directly saying to her, I don't know if you should use the word anorexic. You don't know what other women have been through. And that probably isn't the best word to communicate what you're saying. I don't personally think that's inappropriate. I know that it can be uncomfortable to say that. So you have to decide if you actually want to say anything to her. You might go to this wedding and none of this will come up again. And there won't be, you know, an opportunity to slam Sheila. And that'll actually be good. That would work out in your favor if that happens. But I do think if she says something that you think is blatantly inappropriate and makes you uncomfortable, you don't even need to make it about you. You can just say, hey, I don't know if you should use that word. That's pretty fat phobic. And you don't know what other people have been through. That's kind of my go-to because that communicates the message very easily that you shouldn't say anorexic. You don't know if this person has been anorexic. You don't know what they've gone through. I would try doing that. If she takes issue with that or kind of turns that back around on you saying you're being sensitive or whatever, then at that point you can disengage. But I do think that it's good to point out people's behavior. I do think people should be held accountable for saying shit like that. 
people are entrenched in diet culture and you, no matter what social event you go to, you're going to run into a little bit of it. But if somebody says something that's blatantly fat phobic and blatantly inappropriate, like, oh my God, you look anorexic in that. To me, that would be a gift because I would be able to shoot her down immediately and say, uh, don't use that word. But, you know, if it's just her making comments about her own body, there's not so much you can say in that circumstance. And then aside from that, you know, just a general tip for how to deal with her and sharing space with her and being at this event together, having to socialize together. I would say be cordial with Sheila, be as cordial as you can be, but focus more time and attention towards the people in the group that you do really vibe with. And hopefully you guys can maybe commiserate about Sheila if she does make inappropriate comments. You can kind of give each other the side eye, maybe talk about her on the side. I know like basically my advice is to shit talk Sheila, but that really is my advice. That helps me deal with things when I can say, oh my God, this girl keeps saying inappropriate things about our bodies and it's making me uncomfortable. I would bet my life savings that the person that you say that to will want to commiserate with you and will say, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. And that can maybe bond you and make you closer to the other people in the wedding party who are not Sheila. That's pretty much the tip that I would have. I would also say, remind yourself that Everything that she says and everything that you perceive as being very fat phobic, it's not about you and it's not about the other girls. It's about Sheila. Sheila's anxiety about fatness that completely exists within her and it's an insecurity of hers and she probably hates her body, which is very unfortunate, but it has nothing to do with you. And I think you need to kind of use this as a test to confirm how strong you are in your own effort to be body neutral and to not live your life according to diet culture's rules. You can use this the same way that you would use a resistance band at the gym to test how strong you are. She is adding resistance to your mission, which is to be body neutral, to reject diet culture. She's providing that resistance so that you can test how strong you are in your beliefs and the way that you want to live your life. So that's generally how I would approach that situation. And that's how I would approach the situation with the other Sheilas of the world, okay? See them as resistance. You don't always have to bite back. You really don't. And I can tell you I personally do not always bite back because I can tell the difference between somebody saying something that's rooted in fat phobia that they themselves clearly are struggling with and they're just trying to make sense of it all the same way that we are trying to make sense of it and somebody saying something that's actually harmful to other people and actually could bring somebody to a very bad place. Those are two very different things. And I think you can tell the difference between the two and judge how you want to act accordingly. 
also, I just want to say, I know that this wedding is coming up. You're feeling anxious about it. Just know my DMs are always open. Um, If anything else comes up, we can talk through it. I am happy to help in any way I can. But I know I can't be there with you on the day of the wedding. If I was with you on the day of the wedding, girl, you would forget all about Sheila. I would make sure you have a good time. I would laugh at her stupid little comments with you. And I would make it all go away. I know I would. I'm a fun fucking time. But what I'm saying is you can find somebody else at the wedding or maybe you already have a friend at the wedding that you can commiserate with. And that will make the whole situation a whole lot easier for you. So again, thank you for DMing me. If you guys want to DM me with questions, my Instagram is Lubination. That's L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. Or you can also follow RIP Diets, slide into my DMs there. You can also write me an email at ripdiets at gmail.com. And I'm always happy to hear your guys' stories and answer your guys' questions. I love having questions to answer on the show because I feel like when you guys ask questions, you're not the only one who goes through that. There are so many other people that go through that, and it's it's truly beneficial for people to hear other people have similar problems out in the world and how diet culture and fat phobia run so rampant. They affect us in so many ways, and we can all commiserate about that. That is all a part of having this community. I also wanted to bring some attention to a situation that I've had a very close eye on the past couple days, but some of you may not have been paying attention to this, and that's okay, but I wanted to fill you guys in on this. I find this to be one of the most fascinating situations in the body positive movement at the moment. Past guest of the show, King Fat Femi, aka El Marcel, She took to Instagram the other day and she called out this company that is called Your Inner Fat Girl. And basically, the owner of this company has been making merchandise that say fat girls taste better. Okay, so they're like t-shirts. She shows herself modeling the t-shirts. But the ironic thing is that she is not fat in any sense of the word. And it's just pictures of her with the t-shirt and pictures of other thin models wearing this t-shirt. And I guess this enraged King Fat Femi so much that she created some counter merch, okay, that says fat girls taste better made in actual plus sizes. That was another thing. This original company was not creating the merchandise in sizes that would actually fit fat women. So she is creating merchandise that say fat girls taste better. And they go up to, I believe, a 5XL. And now she is facing some legal ramifications. And I have been following this like it's nobody's business. This person's lawyer reached out to her saying that she's interfering with the brand. And she even posted a photo of the CEO's lawyer. And the lawyer is a fat black woman, which is just the cherry on top. This fat black female lawyer is fighting for her client to be able to sell merchandise that says fat girls taste better 
to thin women and market it to thin women. I highly recommend you follow King Fat Femi and just look at some of her recent posts. Look at her Instagram story. Show her some support because I think it's absolutely incredible what she's doing. She's drawing attention to the fact that there are companies that will try to cash in on the fact that body positivity is a huge market now, but the message is actually rooted in fat phobia. She even has been screenshotting DMs that friends of the company or people who work at the company have been sending her, absolutely tearing her apart, commenting negatively about her body, telling her she needs a gym membership. And the great irony is that this entire brand that is lashing out at her and attacking her, calling her ugly, calling her disgusting, is attempting to make money off of the body positive movement. I've talked about this on the show before. I do not appreciate an insensitive, tone deaf brand that claims that they're about body positivity, but really it's all about making money and it's all about making money off of a movement, which is the opposite of what this movement is about. So give King Fat Femi a follow and show her some love. She is fighting the good fight. God, I she's just so fucking awesome. I love her so much. And now I wanted to get into something that I, I literally just thought of this last night. I'm creating a Patreon video. It's going to go up uh, early next week about all the things I used to be insecure about that I've worked really hard to not be insecure about anymore. Or maybe I shouldn't say to not be insecure about, but that I've worked really hard to accept about myself and appreciate about myself. I'm not going to give them all away because once again, this is going to be a Patreon vlog, patreon.com slash RIP diets. But for example, one thing that I was insecure about my entire life was my round face. And um, I've talked about this on an earlier episode, but I would always hear people say a round face was a negative thing. Or if they were saying that somebody wasn't attractive, they they would say, oh, she has a fat face. She has a round face. And to me, that was always me because I do have a round face. And it's something that I was really insecure about. At times, I mean, I'm still a little insecure. It's it's not something that I see on many, you know, models or actresses is this round face. But I have learned to accept it about myself and accept the positives of having a round face, which is that I'm going to look like I'm a baby until I'm 75, which is pretty dope. But that's just one of the many things that I have worked really hard to accept about myself. Appreciating my round face and appreciating it as a beautiful thing is also a way that I feel I have diminished my internalized fat phobia because I always thought a round face was synonymous with a fat face and that meant that it was ugly. And I have completely done a 180 and appreciate, you know, a nice full face because they look young and fresh and gorgeous and and there's no reason why anybody should not love their round face. But I also can appreciate the fact that a fuller face means a fatter face for for lack of a better term. You know, it means a fatter face. And but that does not make you any less beautiful if you have more fat in your cheeks or more fat in your thighs or your tummy or your back. I can't believe I just said tummy. I never say that word. To me, that's like a word that an eight year old says. But 
that actually is the perfect segue into um, what I want to talk about, which is something I still really need to do a lot of work on to accept about myself. And this is going to be a little vulnerable for me because this is the one thing that I, no matter what I do, it always, it always bugs me. And that's my belly. And it all started when I was a child. As you well know, if you listen to this podcast, I was a chubby kid and I carried a lot of weight in my stomach, which I guess is is technically like an apple shape. I'm not entirely sure, but I was at my grandmother's house recently and I saw a photo of myself from when I was probably around eight or nine. And it's funny, I, I never put it together that the entire time I was chubby and I was so insecure about my weight and doing everything I possibly could to lose weight, I was walking around with these little kind of toothpick legs and a big old belly. And I never really, you know, I just thought of myself as fat. I always thought of myself as fat, but I never pinpointed that that was the main area that really bugged me and made me feel not pretty and made me feel like I couldn't wear cute clothes. And to this day, you know, I do have a little bit of a belly. I have a little bit of a gut, not anywhere near what I used to be in terms of my proportions. But that's the main reason why I'm still so insecure about it is because I've been hyper aware of my belly since Jump Street. And that was always my quote, problem area in my mind. And to this day, I still sometimes think of it as a problem area. I want you all to know that if you have some extra belly fat or if your belly is a little more pronounced than the rest of your body, or if you're just insecure about the shape or size of your belly, just know that it is extremely normal to have some padding on your stomach. It's extremely normal. It is not attainable for everybody to have a flat stomach. And that's really true no matter how much you work out, no matter how many crunches you do or how many abdominal exercises or how much sugar you eat or whatever you've heard before. Women tend to have more fat in their midsection. And the main reason for that is because in addition to protecting your vital organs, your intestines, your stomach, you also have this reproductive system that's pretty fucking amazing when we get down to it. You have a uterus that needs some extra protection and needs some padding. So when you see guys, like for example, my boyfriend does about 10 and a half crunches and all of a sudden he has these popping abs and I cannot achieve that no matter how many abdominal exercises I do. I can strengthen my core for sure and I've definitely strengthened my core. By the way, there are more advantages to strengthening your core besides having visible abs. Having visible abs it's a pretty cool look. It's a pretty sporty, awesome look. And if you have abs, I commend you for it. They're not easy to get. But doing abdominal exercises, even if you don't have visible abs, it will improve your posture, your balance, the way that you complete other exercises. Having a strong core just makes you a stronger human being. 
And I would highly recommend, you know, strengthening your core, whether or not that is attainable for you. But uh, visible abs, it's just not in the cards for me. And that's okay. And that's something that I still need to to work to accept about myself and know that I am just as beautiful with a little belly as I would be with abs. And really, who even fucking sees them unless you're at the beach and I go to the beach maybe five times a year. So at the end of the day, who even fucking cares if you have abs or not? But I came to this realization because I was lying on the couch and my boyfriend was giving me a hug and he moved his hand down to my lower abdomen and was just hugging me. But it made me so uncomfortable. And I kind of swatted him away like a cat. He compares me to a cat in that, you know how a cat will lay down on its back and expose their stomach to you and act like they want you to pet it. But then when you go to pet it, they'll scratch you or just hiss at you or make a sudden movement and you'll have to pull your hand away. That is literally me. I cannot stand when somebody touches my stomach or even goes near it. It's something that I'm really working on, but it's just, it is something that's so deep within me that I'm insecure about. And when you have something like that, I know for a lot of women, you know, it's their thighs they don't like or their hips, you know, wherever you carry weight or even if you don't, even if you're just insecure about that area, just know that not everybody is paying such close attention to these areas and if it's a romantic partner who just wants to, you know, give you a hug and touch your stomach or touch your thigh or whatever it is, they are appreciating you. They do not give a fuck about that particular area of your body because it is a part of you. And this all fits within the realm of my personal opinion that we need to stop compartmentalizing our bodies and think of ourselves as whole human beings. When you compartmentalize your body and you say, oh, okay, well, I'm cute, but you know, my arms are kind of flabby or you know, I kind of have a double chin or whatever, that is still a part of you. And you are a whole person. You are not a sum of your parts. And I just wanted to come on here and, and remind all of you that you are the same person, whether or not you have a size 13 foot, whether or not you have a big old head and a tiny little body, or if you're really short or really tall or have a flat stomach or don't, you are the same person. So you should value yourself just as much and show some love and appreciation for those parts of your body because they are part of a body that does amazing things and can do amazing things and is carrying you through this world triumphantly, I might add. So that's our episode today. I hope you enjoyed this edition of RIP Diets. Please continue to slide into my DMs, like I said, and let me know what it is you want me to talk about because I want to address you guys directly. I want to build this community and I want to be a voice that empowers you and helps you feel strong on this crazy, twisted journey to body neutrality. And once again, I'm going to have a new Patreon video going up, patreon.com slash rip diets. You can access 
bonus episodes, videos, vlogs, and it's overall just a more intimate look into my personal recovery and my life. And um, I talk about even more topics than I talk about on this show. It's just, it's a good time over there and it's only $6.99 a month, which I am embarrassed to say I spent more on a coffee drink today. So just uh, take that into account and think about where your money is going. It's going to a creator who really cares about ending fat phobia and doing what I can to help women feel good in the bodies they were given. What is more beautiful than that? All right. I'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode of RIP Diets. Peace out. Peace out.